Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fabulous episode of Stories Around Azeroth. I, as always, am Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined by the smallest of all the gnomes this side of the Eastern Kingdom, one Mr. Frasley-tastic. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, but as uh, Jason can attest, I'm probably one of the tallest gnomes at Azeroth. Well, yeah, I mean, you are probably one of the tallest gnomes, but since you play a gnome where you are so tall, I thought we could keep, keep going that way, and you Absolutely. can be the smallest one. As Mr. Frasley has alluded to, it is once again an honour and a privilege to have a special guest once again, and we are joined by Jason, otherwise known as Shieldwood, from the Starting Zone. How are you doing, sir? What's up, gents? Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be here. I'm doing well. Uh, a kind of exciting, it's slow news week, but exciting time around WoW, so always fun to talk about what is happening. I think it's been a slow news month. I think everybody's just been watching the WoWhead post slowly drip by, going, there's been another uh, Alpha Shadowlands build, but it's still encrypted. Ooh. Which is why I think when they said 8.3.5 this past t Wednesday, I was like, oh, 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 oh. Did you get wow, WoWhead? Uh, yeah. How many April Fools did you guys get caught out by? Just one. Well, well, wow, yeah, I think just that one. I was, I was in the middle. I was, you know, I was doing my normal uh, evening WoW stuff and doing raids and dungeons and whatnot. And I just kind of glanced through it. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then I didn't think about it. And it was still March 31st in the states. So uh, I don't know. I don't think that was fair play. But. So well, Japan always starts theirs when it's like March 31st here because it's always they're so far ahead. Right. So quite a few. I didn't get caught out by any. However, the one about the green Meccano Strider. Someone in my guild got caught out by that, and I had to turn around and go because they they just in guild the other day went, where can I get explosives? And they were like, well, somebody went, well, I'm quite sure an engineer makes it, and they were like, why? And they were like, oh, the green mechano stride has been found. And I was like, dude, that's a classic mount that's been removed from the game that no longer exists anymore. And he went, oh, but I saw this video. I went, yeah, it was an April Fools, my dude. And they were like, oh, I guess I'm a little bit slow on the uptake. Then and I was like, ah. <laughs> I might have that one actually because I bought all. You, you won't. You won't have that one. That was that was one of the ones that was in like it's the fluorescent green mechanostrider. Okay, because like I've I've got like the 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 plane mounts. You know, like the ones before they added all the armor. Yeah, I've got yeah. some of those. Yeah, no, fluorescent green was uh, one of the ones that was in beta, but never made it to live. Oh, and, and then and, interesting. Uh, a a t tidbit about the the wild patch notes: eight point eight point eight point eight is actually the the Google public DNS. I knew I recognized that number. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, I, I was like, that's a such a cool, geeky little inside thing that they yeah. like. Mental, but yes, we are here, and as normal, we talk about what we've been up to in the last week. Well, since me and Frasley last talked, anyway. Uh, but Jason, you're you're not normally here with us. What have you got up to in the last week in a world filled with an 100% experience buff and everything else? Like I, I have been busy um you know keeping to the typical raid and dungeon schedule you know my guild does three nights a week and then i've been running an off night since nyloth open to do normal mode alt night bring your friends just have fun whatever so i've been doing that and then um also as far as the xp buff goes taking advantage of that to the tune of a mechanome dk uh nice i, I created the mechanome dk the day the buff got announced which i guess was two weeks ago friday um and I, I earned Heritage, uh, I think, Thursday last week, Wednesday or Thursday last week. I got Heritage done. So that tune is basically finished. I'll run them through some time walking uh, this coming week to just cap out and, and call it good. 
And I have moved on to... I have three Heritage armors left to get. And I have moved on to... Uh, yeah, High Mountain Tauren is next on my list. So. Just overall three Heritage left yes. to get? Or? Yes, just Jesus. three. I need Heritage uh, armors for High Mountain, Zandalari Troll, and Volpira. And Do I you have... Done. All the class, or like all the races at max already ready to go when they start bringing them in, or is that something that you're still got to work on when they introduce it? Um, it kind of it, it kind of depends. I, I've sort of I've sort of picked that stuff strategically, right? I I assume that like humans, night elves, orcs, and undead are not going to get heritage for a while because they got all the warfront sets that are That's basically like four variations on heritage armors for those races. Um, and so, you know, I do have, uh, a Draenei ready to go. And, um, what is the, what would be the, oh, I, uh, just regular dark spear trolls. I, I have one of those ready to go. So if they're next, then yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have all the core race heritage armors that are in the game now. Um, so I don't know. Heritage is a really cool system. I really enjoy it as sort of this goalpost, you know, this, this long-term thing to work towards. Um, cause it's just chill. You can do it at your own pace. And then it's this cool reward you have on your account forever. So, uh, it's, it's something I've kind of prioritized in my downtime in the game. And I've been enjoying the, the storyline of the quest it, that it, it gives each of the races more, more character. Some, some are better than others. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I didn't talk about what I did last week. But essentially, with the experience buff, I've just been leveling like mad now that ratings essentially come to an end. Oh, I'm terrified of that because because you're getting closer to the pizza. Uh, so I... yeah, so in in the last in the last time I've spoken about what I've done, I've got my horde tauren to 120 and done the heritage on that. That's a cool storyline because it ties into the overall overall arc that's going on. Um, I've got my Dwarf Death Knight to 120. I've done the heritage for that. It's an okay quest. It's more Dwarven lore than it is an overarching story. And I've uh, yesterday, or last night, yeah, last night I got the Gnome to 120. So, and I've done that heritage as well. That's a cool line. I kind of feel like it's all over the place, though, because the bad guy there seems to have taken control of Alduar, got all the mechs, and then we just defeat him in the Halls of Stone. I, I kind of don't know where that was. Lit. It was cool. I do yeah. like. I do like um, it. I think the gnome heritage is for what it is. I think it's quite cool. Oh, the fact that that we get a cool flight whistle going forward of the uh, of like the the gnome um, air pilots. I think that they're they, they now have one of the coolest flight whistles. The... Yeah, I just need to go activate uh, Legion um, World Quests and BFA World Quests to be able to use it. Um, I do wish that we could still use the flight whistle in old zones. I think that would be pretty cool uh, yeah. at some point. But not even though we can fly, it kind of defeats the point when you've got flight whistle. But there you go. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. But no, I am at... The gnome, actually, was number 18 to max level. It takes me to four races on Alliance side that I've got left to get to max level in terms of having the whole spread of Alliance, which is Dark Iron, Mechanome, Void Elf, which I've got to 42, 43 this, uh, yesterday. And oh, there's one more. Dark Iron. It's an allied race, I can tell you that much. Oh, uh, Cold Tyrion. That's so, a fun one. And yeah, they, have, they have cool animations for casting. That's pretty cool, because mine's a shaman. <laughs> um, 
yeah, there's just so much to do at the moment. I'll I tell you one thing that I did do, though, is I went and trying to farm gold. As I've, We had the big discussion on this last week, Fraz, about goddamn trying to farm herbs in Najatar and the army of multi-boxes that just eat a node before you can even get there. Yeah. So, as anyone who's in your Discord would know, I went and farmed a, an actual ton of old raids this week. Um... I did Molten Core because I still miss the two legendaries from there. I did uh, Blackwing Descent because I was in the area. And then I did LFR and all the highest difficulty from Cataclysm. LFR and the highest difficulty from Miss. And then all of the difficulties from Siege because that's where they introduced Mythic. And you can do normal heroic Mythic. And then I did all of that for Warlords. That took too long. <laughs> and uh, then for Legion, I just did LFR. Even though I can do like loads of mythic, and I've got to go in there and just like tidy up for the uh, for the legion stuff, it's quite nice. Um, for it's made me about ninety thousand gold in the span of a few days for doing that, just from raw gold. Um, I think if you just want to conserve your time, though, it might just be worth doing siege upwards because the stuff below will go a lot faster, but you won't make as much raw gold from it. But otherwise, it's been fun. Fun fact. Um, in the first wing of of um, uh, Argus in LFR, the actual teleport to the council is broken. And you can kill the dogs, you can do the first boss, but you can't get to the council. Oh. And uh, having a little look around on Reddit as well, it's also broken on other difficulties as well. Yeah. yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> um, but... It means that I've discovered because the dogs have an ability to drop their mount on LFR, which means that I've got another mount I can farm. The, the only problem with, with with that is is didn't Star Trek teach us that if it, if your if your teleport is broken, that you'll go in and there'll be like a good and a bad version of you that walks out. I mean that's true. However, the teleport is non-existent. It's not broken. It's just not there. Oh, okay. So okay. So, so so there won't be like two two versions of everybody out. In, the, in that raid, it's true, Frasley. There will no, there won't be a good version of me wandering around Azeroth. Or are you? Oh, I just got what you said. <laughs> what about you, Fraz? What have you been up to this week? I've talked way well enough already. So, so I, I think. Uh, so I, I have uh, Frasley's heart up to almost to eighty, and hey. I, his cloak is now rank eleven. And thanks to Cap, I have now done. Both of the the reeking of visions achievement. So I think I've I've complete we've completed both Stormin and Orgamar all the way through. Right. And I and now I have my my second mask, the face of dark imagination. And I'm I, I'm also working on my old pet trying to get him up to, to Reginald. So the one that everybody else has, who's been doing every day, and for me, I I'll, I'll, be, I'll have it by the time that you'll do that, it every now and again. Yeah. Yeah, and by the time the Shadowlands beta comes out, I'll have. I'll finally have that that, no, that you'll, head in you'll that. be in Shadowlands playing that. So. <laughs> yeah. And and then today, uh Sai, Karinzi, uh Michael, and Lucas and and I went in to do some, some mythics today. And Sai's been teaching people how, how to go through mythics, kind of showing them what's what are mythics like, give you give people like um more comfortable with doing it and just saying like, hey. Here's a, with, what a mythic is like, and I did a mythic plus five of junkyard first time and then going into that one. That one has some nasty mechanics at times, and uh, San Sanguine I I hate. Um, I I think this is where 
the disparity between where the the sort of level that we play comes into the game. I'm, I, I, I'm not sure how much Jason is. I've seen some of Jason's streams where he's doing mythic um, raiding. I can see, I presume he's on like the same sort of level that I'm at. So like has cleared all of heroic Nihilotha and does 15s on a weekly basis on his characters. Um, if I turned around to you and I said that I just randomly pugged a 16 junkyard and had and near it was like eight seconds off a plus two, like the, the disparity is because I I know all the intricacies of what my class can do. Yeah. I um and what I'm what I need to expect. You didn't play you you don't you don't pug dungeons for a start, and I'm gonna presume that you didn't do Operation Megagon when it came out in eight point two point five. Nope, I, I've only done uh, the second half of Mechagon for the Mechagon Heritage Armor, and then I this was, then this was the first time doing the first half with, with the Junkyard. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Jason can mention stuff itself, but a lot of it is feeling comfortable with the mechanics themselves, just like raiding and everything else. Yeah. Um, I said in Karenzi's Twitch that I had a feeling you guys would be able to clear up to a level 6 easily, because any 445 gear should be able to do plus sixes with ease if you know what you're doing and you're comfortable and we uh finished on card we didn't time it to to a, a chest but but we, we finished it yeah and how did you find it because this is like that's the first you've gone in as an organized group and not been uh, you know taken like pushed through yeah i i enjoyed it like i i like that the visions are helping with stuff and definitely i encourage dbm i i, I installed things like the dbm interrupt timers so it is definitely helpful to have add-ons that are just watching out for you because there are times that i'm get i i get distracted and when an add-on comes up be like hey interrupt interrupt it's like okay there we go i, I feel like I'm, I'm able to stay on top of what's going on and it's nice when it says hey you should just get out of that way it's why i keep gtfo on as well even if i'm supposed to be in that the bad i know it, it, it usually goes off when i need to be out of the bad there's a few a few places where gtfo just gets over overactive yeah i mean it's a system that you have to work your way up and through right you're not going to just step in and know what you're doing each you know it, it, you, if you do the dungeons during level up you don't really you don't get a sense of what actually happens in the most of the time you don't see most of the mechanics or they're not that punishing anyway so you got to start somewhere i think is really the idea and um you have to you have to learn the intricacies of the dungeon first and then be able to put on uh, you know layer on top of that the affix combos um yeah sanguine sucks it's it's it sucks it's a it's a tank mechanic primarily the tank really has to be awake and moving stuff around and preparing for the sanguine to drop dps can help by evenly killing the mobs off so i don't have a chance to heal but man like there's so much stuff in bfa dungeons that just stands there and shoots at you they have like a gun or some kind of ranged weapon yeah, or whatever they spam cast silence to move it and you have to prioritize to kill it it's it's really annoying um yeah it was a it, sanguine wasn't bad in legion for the most part but they definitely designed stuff to take more advantage of how annoying sanguine is in bfa so it's you know it's just one of those things it's like okay sanguine week all right, it's a tank week. Tank's got to be awake. Tank's got to be on top of this mechanic. Otherwise, everybody's going to have a bad time. Um, I've, It's quite annoying because I, I feel, I've said this before, that I feel like 8.3, the 8.3 changes they've done to Mythic Dungeons and the way that the way the gear scales now that Titan Vorgen is gone is the best change that's come to the game uh, by far because you're not relying on an RNG because there's nothing worse than 
doing pushing to do a 15 and then in the box at the beginning of the next week you get something which doesn't even tighten forge as high as the effort that you've put in so it's by far the best change that they've done i just feel like the the next best change they could do is to give mythic dungeons uh, an easier curve rather than like past a certain difficulty the the health and the damage just spikes um an easier curve would push people to like even people who don't want to just do 15s for the sake of doing a 15 like just allow people to just go as far as they're willing to go with a smoother curve because it gives you a better sense of fulfillment when you can actually push rather than get to a 15 and because the the spike is so high because you managed to do uh, a, a 13 at plus two time and then you just get ruffle stomped by 15 just because of the actual percentage modifiers just gone too high that you're not used to a slightly easier curve yeah, even if it means that they have to push the rewards further back but having more cosmetic rewards would be nice maybe i don't know if they're gonna have maybe uh another color variant for the the raid set for that expansion uh for that tier sorry uh, so that you know people who don't want to raid can still get that tier set even if it's just another color variant on like the scale of lfr or something like that or given the lfr tier set i think that's worked wonders with the fact that the black empire set per class per class has been the lfr tier it means that i don't have to run lfr to get that color tint yeah, that was nice sure yeah i mean a lot, I think people, they have a lot done... of people disagreed with that though a lot of people didn't like that I, I don't know i don't know why i mean maybe people who uh, just kind of do LFR and that's their gameplay focus. And then it's like, well, this is the thing that I, this is one of the things I'm chasing from doing this. And now I don't have to, I don't know, but I do think in this expansion, they did a little bit of what you said, like they pivoted from Legion, right? Because in Legion, you got tyrannical or fortified at rank 10. And so if you were used to doing seven, eights, nines, suddenly 10 was, was culture shock, right? 10 was extremely hard compared to nine and they they've smoothed that over, but I do agree that they still have some more to go in that realm. And we find ourselves in a really weird place, I think, and, and based on my experience and talking to people that I play with and other people that I, I discuss the game about awakened is really good. Awakened is an awesome seasonal affix and it makes me dislike doing keys that are below 10 because I can't use the obelisk. Like I want that stuff in. So, you know, maybe an idea going forward, if they're going to continue with seasonal affixes is bake the seasonal affix into everything and then maybe split the difference between tyrannical and fortified or something. So everything's <laughs> beefier, but nothing's super punishing and you can just kind of turn the knob up. I, I think if they can keep doing seasonal affixes that are as cool as Awakened, then everybody should get to see them. I think the reason why Awakened rings so true with a lot of people is because it's that affix and the Battle for Desire Law affix, the ones that everybody liked. But the reason that people like Awakening more is that it's just removed rogues from being a necessary comp. It's removed rogues, it's taken off invisibility pots... Um, people still use them in certain comps to obviously clear, get past a lot more stuff, but you know, it, it's, it's made things feel so much easier in the fact that I can just play with my friends. That, well, I mean, I've always just done and played with my friends regardless, not taking rogues, but not having to be reliant on invisibility pots, uh, or anything like that. Cause invisibility pots have been a thing since challenge modes and mists, you know, they were a necessity. Yeah, nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. But taking those out of it, taking rogues out of it, 
it's been brilliant. It frees up comps to do a lot more and everything else. Obviously, you're still going to have your top tier comps, which are going to be your Blood Death Knights, your Brewmaster Monks, your Windwalker. Uh, Demon Hunters are still in there and because of the silly amount of damage they do. But for those people who do pugs, they're a lot more free to take whatever they want, which is good. Uh, allowing more people to play... A variety of stuff is also good. It means that people, again, aren't punished if they want to gear up whatever old and not have to worry about anything. Yeah, it's good. It's getting there. It's it's just a shame that a lot of this stuff is, is come, again, at the end of the expansion. But the biggest concern, or not concern, but the biggest hate I hear from a lot of people is that tyrannical and fortified is still a thing. Let alone at the beginning of the affix selection. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah, which I think is weird. I'm not, I'm not sure the system really works too well without one or the other, or maybe cut the scaling in half and then they're both there all the time. I mean, what do you what do you do without them? I don't. Maybe baseline health and damage of mobs and dungeons has to go up, and then that I affects know, the other modes a lot. The the problem the problem being is that when it's a tyrannical week, trash is fine. Trash is simple. Trash don't you don't give a absolute care about trash. But if you wipe on a boss, it's so punishing. That it can make or break a run. Whereas with Fortified, if you die, you can release and run back because you're not in the middle of a boss fight and that won't make or break a run. And the bosses are pretty easy because you can just nuke them down and, you know, you very rarely will cost you a run. It's, and I think it's that because that plus the mixture of some of the really bad affixes, like everybody's been going, Grievous is terrible. And. Eh, I, again, it's like defensives and having a healer you can trust, or having a healer that's good. You know, it's uh, everything makes or breaks or uh, makes makes or breaks a run. Like right. I, yeah. I hate explosives since they've done the unmacro change. I'm not sure people have said <laughs> they've changed it back, but well, you can at least tab target to them again. The first time they yes. were out this season, you couldn't, and that week was a nightmare. But that has been fixed. I mean, it's supposed to be difficult, right? Like the whole point is it's supposed oh, yeah. to present a high end challenge. So I don't know. I personally. I like the week to week puzzle, you know, it's like, okay, here's a set of, of elements we're going to throw at you. How are you going to overcome it with these parameters? And I like that. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I can understand that, that complaint that like, well, this week feels so much worse than the other week or this FX combo is so bad, but, um, you know, I think, I think maybe they, I, I do think awaken takes some of the outliers and brings them in line a little bit more because you can skip some of that really painful stuff which is awesome. And maybe it's a, it's just a question of tuning or coming up with some different combos. You know, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, to me, I don't have a fundamental problem with the fortified tyrannical sort of rotation, that kind of rhythm that gets set. And then each week you have to take that into consideration as you plan out your route. Um, maybe there's just not enough variety to it. Maybe there, maybe there's some, some other, you know, entry into the rotation we could have that would break it up I a think... little bit more. I think whatever can uh, it's something that I thought of way back when they started doing the mythic dungeon invitationals back in miss of uh, not Mr. Pandara, sorry, during Legion. And one of the big things that I wanted then was stuff that changes the map and changes the route of where you have to go in the, in the sense that the map itself changes. Yeah. Because my, my, my biggest problem with how the mythic plus stuff has come along is that it's fallen into the same problem that they tried to push with raids when they did the whole titan forging thing originally we're running the same content week in and week out and that's 
it's worked. It's a system that's worked, and I'm not going to fault Blizzard for the fact that they've done it. But I like I've done my dungeons at the beginning. This is why I like challenge modes because at least challenge modes was always a constant challenge, and people had the the leaderboards there as a, a thing to do, regardless of where they were in that point of the expansion. My only problem with that was that they entered the the feats of strength of titles way after I'd got my got my golds before anybody else has done it. You know, and so it don't not retroactive. Um, but it's running the same map and the the certain affixes and I think the emissaries were the biggest ones that did that and awakening a little bit more so um, they have changed the way that you do things but you're still running the same dungeon and there's no real variety whereas if you look back to Neltharian's lair and uh, once you take the river down what if something that was on a given week had changed, uh, like some rocks had fallen in part of Nelfarian's lair and actually changed where you have to go? So instead of everybody walking across that right-hand side wall, you've actually got to take some trash because you've got to go a specific way. And it actually changes things up on a, a time to different way. I mean, that might be more of a chore on Blizzard's part, but it would certainly mean that things are changing because yeah. even if, even at, regardless of what level of the fix you're at, if you go into Nelfarian's Lair, you're always going to crouch across that right-hand side of the wall. Yeah. That's what happens. I'm kind of envisioning, like, like in Shadowlands, they could set us up a a Hunger Games scenario where the the map changes, and like, like okay, I see you're all over here. Well, enough, enough of our players have been here this past week, so now you got to go over here. Yeah. Like, maybe it could be in a fix or something. Like, yeah. But... I, th I think the biggest thing I would agree with is that uh, what you said, Jason, is that the seasonal fix should be the first one we come to, because, like you said, nobody nobody wants to do an affix below uh, ten. I did. I did. I think I did a plus six on my death knight because I was helping, and I was like, I was learning to tank, and I helped somebody out, and it was a base mythic zero as well, and it's just like I was there and told the girl, and I was just like. Oh yeah, the pillars aren't here. It's and super weird like, now, right? Like it doesn't. Yeah, it feels wrong. Like it's there's an element that's missing. Yeah, it's. I never really felt that any other season though. Like I think Awakened is just that good, where it's like it injects so much strategy into what you do. You know, you can you can kind of use it to play to your group's strengths or, or whatever you want to do, and that's why it's awesome. And I mean, who knows? We might not see seasonal fixes return in Shadowlands. We're we're. I'm kind of making an assumption that we will, just because I think they've been reasonably successful, and I think they want to try to continue to inject life into the system. But also, you know, from what we saw at BlizzCon, everybody's going to have a choice of some kind of stealth or teleport ability, which will also yeah. pay off huge in those dungeons, which then means they can inject all kinds of weird stuff like that where you want to take advantage of those abilities. So it'll be cool to see how that stuff shapes up and, and you know, sort of how the, this systems and character stuff meshes with the dungeon and encounter design. Because if you if you can reasonably assume that everybody's stealthing around in a dungeon at least every three minutes or what have you, you put some really interesting stuff in there that players can choose to either kill their way through or avoid entirely. I'm I'm already dreading LFG for Mythic Plus in Shadowlands being uh, must be 1.5k Raider IO must be this covenant for this ability. Hey. Right. Yeah, you you might get you might get denied based on your covenant of choice or something. Or you might get you know, you might not be able to see that at the outset, but you might you might get booted out of some groups if you don't have the right stealth ability or something. Yeah, that's that's well, gonna be one of the problems I see. And I was thinking, I don't know if we've heard about it. Like, 
we know we have Torghast, which you can do single or in, in a group. Yeah. It would be cool if you could do Torghast Mythic Plus, that it would be like be a different way because then the you map... mean higher difficulties of Torghast instead of just the one that's given to us. Yeah, and uh, and obviously you would have to like limit how how far Torghast can go, but it would be cool to be able to use that change in Torghast. It would not be. It, I wouldn't. I would not think that it would replace the, the current Mythic Plus system, but it'd be another option you could do. Well, based on what we've heard about it so far, I mean, I think Torghast has its own Mythic Plus scaling baked into it because you can keep ascending, right? And as you get to the higher ascensions, I'm sure stuff gets way crazier. So, so we so haven't seen enough of it to know yet, but it seems like, you know, that system is built to scale pretty high from what they were talking about at BlizzCon, which... So something I'd like to... I always... We, we do it quite often here, is we refer things to Final Fantasy fourteen because I've played it and I've done a fair amount of chunk of it and everything else. Something they've got, they had in the base version of the game is called Palace of the Dead. Yeah. Base, but it was patched in and it was where you could go on your own or with a group and you scaled basically a tower full of levels and it specifically put you in at level one in that tower you and if your group of friends and then you scaled up levels in that so the level was actually so the 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 content that you're facing that they kind of had a good idea of where you should be depending on the on your level in there and while it wasn't scaling to the same level of what wow scaling we've come to know it as it, it scaled up quite evenly to expect you at what level and the challenges it posed with you got higher and um, there were the odd thing that it actually threw at you. And I'm hoping it's something like that where it's like small areas where and then we go up a level rather than what I'm envisioning it's going to be where it's going to be something on the on the level of like Ice Crown Citadel type, uh, the Frozen Spire type thing where there's the big thing in the middle and you've got to go and navigate to each rooms and deal with stuff in there, come back and maybe be similar to how we're getting horrific visions i feel like horrific visions are kind of like the demo for how we're gonna see torghast yeah we get like a different level of that with a different thing uh a different effects kind of hitting us per level is how i foresee kind of torghast being well and maybe i think i think horrific visions are they're way more set in stone right you only have two maps it's the same map all week it's the same madnesses every week there's some random item placement and some random npcs but you know, I mean, the way they were describing Torghast at BlizzCon made it sound basically like a full-on roguelite mode. And we'll see, you know, how this actually pays off. I, I keep bringing this up because we're now five months past BlizzCon and we haven't heard, we haven't seen a blog yeah. post about Shadowlands since BlizzCon five yeah. months ago. So who knows if, if the plan they talked about is still in place or how that's shaping up. But, um... I mean, my, you know, my takeaway from spending a few months now with Horrific Visions versus the, the elevator pitch for Torghast is that they should be very different gameplay experiences, you know? Um, Horrific, Horrific Visions is a system you kind of invest in and, and develop mastery over, and eventually you kind of trivialize most of the process as you gear and tech up and as your skill increases. Torghast should, based on the pitch we heard at BlizzCon, be this thing that always kind of presents this this challenge right like because there's always that next step you can take there's always that next hardest level there's always that crazier combo that you could run into if they could pay that off i think that would be great because it would be a really cool pillar of end game play beside raids dungeons and pvp now this really robust solo or group mode uh where you know the the, the stakes kind of shift from level to level and there's a big payoff at the end it seems like the coolest idea that they they put on the table for Shadowlands. So I, I'm I, interested I think, to hear more. We'll see what what we actually end up getting to play. 
I think Torghast is by far the the one thing that that's been announced that everybody is excited for, like across the board. Yeah. Um, my problem my problem is that I always look at it because they've they've done it in previous expansions where they've brought in a mechanic close to the end of an expansion and then, which they've then iterated on, either in the future or down the line. Islands are a new form of Mr. Pandaria scenarios, etc., and everything else, you know. And like scenarios have just changed from what they were in Mists to be a way to tell a, a single player story and something like that, you know? They've just changed. And now I feel like when I say horrific visions, I feel like you're going to be what Torghast might end up being. I'm not saying it's it's not going to be without its changes. Like we know the art department's going to possibly be there. I'm envisioning we'll probably see the same layout of the internal things. We know it's based, Ice Crown's uh, architecture is based on what Torghast is. Um, what I'm saying is that we know that Anima is going to be a fixed resource that we only get so much of a week. I think we're going to be restricted to how many times we can enter on a weekly basis, meaning that we'll probably have to pick up a key again to get in there per week. I'd, I'd love to have unlimited tries, you know, have that ability to go in there, but I feel like we're going to hit the same... We're going to hit a lot of the same problems that Horrifics had on day one, where it's going to be a limited amount of tries per week. People are going to be annoyed at the fact that they can't um, have a trial run and everything else, and it's going to require people to have their own keys and various bits and pieces to uh, get in there, which means that you can't play with your friends unless they've got a key. But, I mean, you know, I'll probably do a lot of it solo because I play a Demon Hunter and they're overpowered and everything else, you know, so they'll be able to probably clear a lot of stuff. But this that that's when I say it's going to be based off that system because I look at that system as a whole and I feel like that's how it's going to be because it's going to have to be something to do with anima and your covenants and everything else they're not going to just especially if the legendaries are tied to that place the legendaries for that expansion they're not going to allow people to just go in and do endless amounts and just get their legendaries on week day one week one whatever you want to call it you know i hope that's not the case you, you i think you I got think a, a, I think you got a 50 50 shot at, at being right on that but i hope that's not the case and i think they could get away with handling it differently than horrific visions because they don't expect you to develop mastery over the system of torghast right there, there's not like a set number of things that you learn and then you skill up and through it so but you do. I think they would be interested in limiting your access to rewards, right? Maybe you only get like X number of runs per week that count towards earning mats for your legendary crafts or or whatever the case may be. But I I hope that you know you got to imagine that a system like this is going to be packed with cosmetics and other kind of low impact. Oh, rewards, I hope so. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully it's it it's more in the vein of like a dungeon or even an island scenario, whatever. As long as you want to you can go do it you could put a party together and queue up for it or whatever the case may be but you know there's only so you you're limited by how many runs are like high stakes for the week because they're the ones that impact your access to the good rewards sort of like what they've done now with horrific visions rewarding corrupted gear at the end of every run but the item level descends as you repeatedly do it at the same level of difficulty it's like well okay the first like three or four i do are really high impact then i don't care as much I think that's good, but then visions are still currently bogged down with the kind of weird coalescing vision system, which I feel like is unnecessary now. Um, I can see why they had that at the beginning versus Torghast, like being totally random. Let us just go check it out. Yeah. 
it, I, it's it, go on, Fraz, you talk. I like what uh, Leo Wild says that that they could cap the legendary related earnings each week, and you could still run them after that, like like islands with Azurite Bar. Because I've been running Mythic Islands with with Cap. That's a fair enough shout. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. I mean, as long they they have to cap something, you know. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, and that's just putting a cap on anything, whether it's uh, the time to do the main quest story whether it's uh, a resource that's required to gate the next step, it's going to piss somebody off in some way or another. Like you're not going to please everybody with the way that Blizzard choose to do it. It's just the way of things, unfortunately, but I kind of like that by capping how much, like just like capping anima. So we could do X amount of anima and then, you know, go onto an alt or whatever and do their stuff for the week. It's just the way that we're going to have to get it. Like, I don't want to have to feel like I have to do, and this again varies from person to person. And I hear it a lot in my guild because the minute that you turn around and say that I need to do this, someone will turn around and go, well, you don't need to do it. You want to do it. And I was like, yes, because if I'm going to be raiding, yeah, it might only be heroic, but I want my character to be the best it can be. And by doing that and like farming this and whatever, it's the best it can be. And and you don't want people to feel burnt out. I I I like when a game has catcher mechanics that way. If you come in late, they can they can boost you up. It's nice that like the the, the even like the heart boosts itself up over you the farther you go. But it's nice not feeling like you have to you have to get in and do it all now. That yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. I just I I think about Torghast and I think about horrific visions and my only concern is how how would you do what we know as a horrific vision to the extent of having it on an expansion wide basis like with if we had horrific visions at the very beginning of the expansion would every raid tier give us another map would we have to deal with two maps for six months and then put a third one into the rotation and then as we get further, because they have to keep the same reward structure and everything else. So once we get all the legendaries from tier one in Shadowlands from Torghast, how do they keep Torghast relevant? Do when we get this next raid patch, do they have to put in more cosmetics? Do they have to put in more legendaries that are tied to Torghast specifically? And oh. then do we get do we get tired of just running Torghast over and over if my my brainwave and thinking the worst part of this that it's just going to look the same internal thing yeah week after week you well, know visions wasn't you know visions wasn't built to be an expansion long feature and again like like part of it is that there's very little randomization to visions yes. right like it's it's a set basket of things it picks a couple things out each week and here you go you know i think there's opportunities each season each patch to in, inject you know, themed cosmetics, it, you know, the same way they've kind of done throughout the last couple expansions. But I think BFA is a good example. We got a ton of new pets, cosmetics, mounts, et cetera, each patch, and they kind of doled them out into different gameplay modes. I think Torghast could be a good catch-all for stuff like that. As far as the rewards go, you know, maybe we get, I, I don't, they haven't said much about itemization yet. In fact, they really haven't said anything about itemization at all. So, you know, season one, are we limited to, that one legendary that we can craft at Torghast. And then maybe season two, we can equip a second slot. Plus you'll need item level boosts uh, most likely for them the same way we kind of did 
in Legion where you get the currency and then you apply the currency to an item you have to increase it to the current season item level. I think all that stuff would be, you know, it would still make Torghast feel relevant when new stuff came in. It's like, okay, I have some new little things to chase, you know, little cosmetics and just fun rewards. But also I'm working towards this goal of my second legendary slot. And then I need to get my item level upgrade for the legendary that I already have. You know, I think stuff like that could, it could scale over the course of, you know, three or four seasons a lot better than what, you know, the way Horrific Visions was kind of conceived. I think it's very much tied to the corruption system, the theming of season four, Nihilotha and, um, I don't, I don't think that system is constructed would really work if it meant it was meant to live for like two years. Yeah. But then if you look at stuff that was built to last over two years and like Frasley mentioned earlier, like the Island system, you know, like that, that didn't really, I mean, that, that, well, I mean, it didn't really land. Well. I don't, I don't think, I don't think islands is a very popular feature to begin with. It, it, it's kind of cool thematically. The islands themselves look really cool, and um, it's an interesting delivery method for some cosmetics. But they're still kind of too stingy with them. And it was just this thing of like, well, you do a couple of them a week, and you fill up this bar, and you get a, a big chunk of AP. And so it's a really efficient, time efficient way to get AP. And it's like, well, yeah, for a couple of weeks, and then we don't care about it anymore. I, I mean, you know, Torghast has to stick, right? It has to be good in the first place for us to care about it. Do you uh, think that that was part of the reason that BFA had this massive failing overall is that they threw too many new things at the wall and see to see what stuck like with warfronts with islands with a change on the AP system from Legion maybe I mean I obviously like a lot of the stuff that came in with BFA kind of landed flat um I I think one of the core problems was just that Azerite armor felt bad and so everything you did with your character kind of felt bad as a result. You're just always chasing the stuff you already had to get it a little bit better. And like, that just never feels good in these types of games. Um, I don't really, I don't think that in, in context of BFA, we really needed Island scenarios or Warfront scenarios to be this, you know, weekly or daily gameplay pillar alongside dungeons, raids and PVP. Yeah. Cause how many systems are you really going to master that have this kind of element of, you know, learn this meta strategy and execute it over and over again. I'm, I'm glad that they were low impact because I spent enough time in the game as it is. And I didn't really want to tack that on, but they're back of the box features, right? Like they did a big floor show at PAX East in 18. And what were you doing? It was an Island thing. Hey, group up with your friends and do some islands. And it's like, well, they were cool to do for a bit and you just run out of compelling reasons to continue to do them. I don't think Torghast is going to have that problem. Uh, I think there's going to be compelling reasons to do it, but the pro you know the, the question is going to be, is it fun to do? It, you can hang an awesome reward on any activity imaginable, but it doesn't mean people are going to like it, but they'll slog through it if they feel rewarded. So it's finding that balance of like, give me a cool thing to do with a cool reward at the end. Um, conceptually, I think they're on the right track with this, but man, I would love to hear some kind of an update about it. Yeah. I think as we get closer and closer to and a, a big thing that like everybody's going to be talking about this week is how close Shadowlands feels. Uh, Wowheads put out a post saying like they've moved a lot of the old depreciated assets off the PTR. It looks like it's gearing up to be a playable build. Everybody's excited. I don't think everybody realizes they're not going to get into a tight knit alpha at the very beginning. And you're going to have to watch your favorite content creators, Frasley, myself, uh, the guys over at the starting zone. 
most of, most of your favorite you know content creators you know um i think what a lot of people are looking forward to and this will probably fall into your niche specifically jason um is the changes to the leveling system as well as including that new starting area for newer players um for the people that don't know who you are why don't you talk about the starting zone what you do over there and uh let us know your thoughts on like the changes to the leveling system that's coming Sure. Uh, well, I mean, Starting Zone is one of the longest running WoW focused podcasts that's still in production. Uh, Spencer Downey and I have been working on the show together since uh, right before Legion in 16. We took over for Mick as he departed to go work in the business. Um, and yeah, you know, it's been it's been great to work on the show. And when we took it over, we kind of wanted to establish our own format and our own voice. And what we kind of wanted to do is just talk about whatever was going on in the game on a given week, you know, we, we want you, we want to be your kind of companion to your week in wow. And we want to, uh, we want to get you excited to play. If you're listening at work or, or whatever you're doing, you know, you're, you're listening away from the game. And so we try to keep it real week to week. Like, okay, what happened last week? What's coming up this week? What, what do we think about this stuff? And we try to tailor it to, you know, as a pretty wide audience, I wouldn't say that we we target any one segment of the player base specifically. We we want we want new players to feel included, and we want them to. But what we really want is to give them some ideas of ways they can expand their horizons in the game, right? And 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 move past that kind of new player, casual player stigma, and really get the most out of their time in the game. And also to kind of you know, f from a top end player perspective, walk it back a bit and go, you know, there's a lot more to this game than just spreadsheets and, you know, uh, and, and raid boss parses and all that stuff. You can actually have fun and there's stuff to do that's interesting or outside of your routine that, that can be really cool. So it's been a really fun conversation to have. And, and, uh, we, we've had, uh, great conversations with, with listeners over the years and, um, yeah, it's kind of funny, uh, you know, our namesake, the starting zone. I mean, when the show started, it was really about advice for new players. The show started in like 2009, um, and it kind of quickly moved away from that. And I, you know, I don't know. It's fu It's funny too, because, you know, the advice I would give to a new player is like, just go explore and see what you think is cool and get back to me in a few weeks. You know, I, I, I would be very hands off with a new player, I think, and just let them figure out what's cool with the, about the game to them. Um, I'm kind of torn about the new leveling experience than the, you know, the, the new character experience. I feel that my biggest concern with it is that a new player, they get this fantastic new starting area. Love that idea. That one to 10 new starting area. Absolutely happy with that. My biggest concern is that they're thrown into BFA, which is quite frankly, one of the more, technically more difficult stories to try and follow if you're trying to throw a new player into something yes it brings the the world yeah it tells you the story of the current world and they get to go uh, and see something else but you know in terms of leveling i think i think you know warlords has a better leveling story to do legion is definitely a better has a better leveling flow i feel um I'd even go as far to say if you go back to anywhere between Wrath and Mists, at least you have something that's like linear and straightforward, which is probably why they're going to more of a Shadowlands feel with a linear and straightforward path. Because if they move that as the new player experience, 
uh, in the expansion after Shadowlands, and we get that as the 10 to 50 or 10 to 60 push, however they choose to do leveling, then it will tell a story that will make sense because it will be linear for new players. It's my, that's my only problem with ha forcing BFA upon a new player, really. Yeah, I mean, I think BFA's story is well told, but also there's a lot of baggage that the main characters are carrying into it that might not make sense to you if you've never played any of this stuff before. But, you know, I'm not sure how much of that really matters. I think if somebody's interested to check the game out, they just want to play it, and I do think... The BFA leveling experience is good. I mean, when it came out, I, I remember it was it was a pretty popular thing. People seem to really enjoy most of it. So I think that's okay. I, I just, I have a problem with the scaling world. I don't think the scaling world was a good change. Um, and I think what you're talking about with in regards to the BFA level up experience kind of bears that out. And I'm excited to see Shadowlands because the zones have these dedicated level ranges and moving through a zone and moving into the next zone is character progression in and of itself. Cause you can tackle challenges that you couldn't have done before, you know, whereas for the last couple years, you kind of just go wherever and stuff scales up to you and it all feels the same until you hit max level. And then you fall off a cliff in terms of your character progression until you get some gear. So, you know, scaling world is something that a lot of MMOs use and it works really well for them. I think WoW lost something significant by going in that direction. I don't expect it to ever get reversed, but I'm glad to see them do something like bringing in the dedicated level ranges per zone at least the first time through in Shadowlands because I think it adds a lot of texture and it adds a lot of role-playing and adventure type flavor into leveling up a character and experiencing a new expansion. Like... Having these challenges to overcome is important, and having dangerous enemies is a good way to introduce that challenge. Yeah, because even like the way it is right now, at least if you're in and like going through a zone, you know not to go to the other zone because it's not going to scale to a point. It and like I, everyone remembers like the, uh, the 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 plague bear going up to Western Plaguelands and having the or is that Eastern Plaguelands? But one of the Plaguelands where you have the bear that runs out after you and. And when you have an area that you can't go unless you die, it doesn't feel like you're getting better. And, and, BFA, and BFA, I feel like I got weaker as I went along. I, I feel like, okay, I, I moved into BFA pretty pretty good. Then, oh, oh. The, as Mephisto mentioned last week, like the problem with having a scaling world is that when it gets to a certain level, like uh, the game just scales it so far past everything that you're you're, you're looking forward to. Um, I see what you both said there. My problem is, is that I feel like they're going to have a linear story because they specifically want to take us from point to point to point to find out what covenants are. I still think that they're going to scale each area to be so we. Uh, there's no such thing as out leveling an area. So if you do every little side quest, you find every rare before you move on to an area. You're going to the next area, and everything will still scale to your level regardless of where you are. And I feel like they'll try to do that to try and make the content feel relevant and then we'll hit the scaling problem again. I like what you said. It would be nice to hit just a linear leveling, leveling zone. It would be real nice to go back to that. Um, at least if it does scale and we can choose our own path on alts and everything else, it might mean that that starting zone is not going to be as clustered all the time. Uh, because I remember uh, Burning Crusade. I remember like Raph trying to split that out. You know, like there there are those problems. You know, I feel like the best way they did it was miss, but still with Alliance in one area and Horde in another, it still was laggy as everything and problematic. I, I I do like that that I don't have to 
go to Warlords exactly at 90 to 100. Because like right now on my Volpira, it's at 96. I'm like, I'm actually using an add-on to go to the, the best treasures. And, and like, I, I wish I could be in a different area. Like I had to leave one of the, the Cataclysm Zones because I, I was out-leveled that. And right now I want to get through it. And it would be nice to, if I could... Uh... So I, I'm kind of both sides. Like I, I'm, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but being able to choose the expansion is something that I'm... I am excited for on that on that side, but I I want that challenge too, the challenge and then that that that, that progression. I saw something on Reddit today, which is if BFA as a leveling zone, leveling area for the ten to fifty, they'd like it to do everything, including the war campaign at max level, like like not saying you get to fifty and have to do the war campaign, but. The 10 to 50 is your three areas to level, the three war zones, and then you experience the war campaign before you cap off at 50. I think that's not a bad thing. No. Um, it would, de like, even if it's just finishing the war campaign, I think that would be a good thing to do. I never really thought about it, like, because my, my leveling exploits in the last couple of weeks have literally been how quickly can I hit 120? You know, even so much as the gnome, I had the, the funnest time because it was literally. A bunch of us, a bunch of friends just got together, variety of levels, we stuck on party sync. I was just tanking classic Wrath, TBC, Mist Dungeons, and then all the way back to classic when we had someone step in. I never touched uh like anything past opening the garrison from Warlords all the way up to 120. Other than getting like the the Heart of Azeroth and the first like the intro to each thing. I didn't even do get an artifact weapon on my known warrior. It's just like it felt so much more fun. And I feel that it's that way because I'm just worried about the leveling in, in Legion and BFA. Like I've done it so much that I'm, a f I don't want to do it. And I, I think party sync, uh, it's my first time real playing with it, but it's so much fun. Oh yeah. I, I was uh, leveling with my friend Raz and we, we were over in Rathi Highlands and it was so cool. He was, he was like level 60 Plus, and I was and I was here, and, and we we replayed quests, and, and and that was fun. I I was leveling with Cap to a couple dungeons, and I I had to go down to his level, but that was fun. I I got to do some quests over again, and I I do like that. There's less of that. Oh, I'm playing more than you are, so that means that I have to level another character or put a character on hold. I mean, I think even like our the genome project with Michael, if we had had party from the beginning, I think we it would have been a whole different feel. And you can kind of, it's not exactly the same thing, but you can kind of make your own time walking with it. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, am, you get scaled down, so you lose access to your stuff, right? You're at the level that you're at the top end of that bucket. But like, you know, still, you could team up with your friend. It doesn't really matter what level everybody's at, as long as you can, as long as, you, as long as whoever's the lowest level is the level that everybody's essentially at. You can go do whatever content they're in. You can help them out, get, you know, get that character through the content. And if you didn't, if you miss some quests or something, if you, if you still have an XP bar, you get some nice XP from that. The, you know, the gear rewards and stuff aren't going to be too great, but still it's, it, you know, it's, it's a pretty low key way to just hang out with your friends in the game and accomplish something. And uh, that's always a good thing for a while. I would say that it is technically better than time walking just for the sheer fact that you get to redo quests and uh, you, you, uh, you, you get the extra rewards for the sake of doing the, the quests and everything else. And like, we also found a fun little bug as well 
so the monk, you know, the monk daily, they get to go back to the thing and they can, uh, the, and they can just do it. So apparently every time you invite somebody new into your group and every time you reset party sync, that daily resets. Oh, nice. That, uh, is that a bug or is that a, is that a, I, well, because of the way, because of the way the party sync works, if the lowest, me lowest party member hasn't done that quest, it re it resets for everybody in the dungeon. That's why you can keep getting halls of lightning and like do the quest and get somebody else in who's like only just got intelligent and get the halls of lightning quest again. So if they're not a monk and they haven't done that daily on that day, you get to do that daily again. Ah, it's, it's not... weird that they would have access to it as not a monk, but hey, whatever. It's because it's because of the 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 quest idea. I'm assuming that's that's the system on how it works and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, no, I had so much fun. Um, I was playing with the same group of people that I went and did. Uh, well, most of the same group of people that I did Miss Challenge Mode with. So when we got into the Miss Dungeons, we had CG News out, and we were like, oh, we had so much fun here back in the day, and because I was tanking, I was pulling everything. It reminds me of the fact that with everything going to the same sort of level bucket between different expansions, I hope they change LFG to be any dungeon in that 10 to 50 bracket. Yeah. Rather than queuing for a specific be. expansion. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think the, it would probably be too difficult to round the pools out if it was just like, Oh, which expansion did you pick? Well, okay. They have done that though. Haven't they? Have you not seen that on the official armory? They actually have put level brackets in for the older raids and the dungeons. So they have actually given those brackets, which means that even if you get to level 60, BFA raids won't count as legacy content because they'll be in that bracket. They'll still be in that hidden, like, something to 50 bracket, so you're not out-leveling it by 10 levels. So it's, it's a little bit... They have level bracketed it out, kind of, um, I hope it's not the fact that if I get to level 20, I can then have a drop down for TBC dungeons. I get to level 30, I can do Wrath and, you know, in that same sort of bucket yeah. type area. That'd be weird. Um, we kind of defeat the purpose of the new leveling structure, you know? I mean, now it's like, okay, when you're in this range, you could queue up for TBC or Wrath dungeons, right? And you unlock a couple at a time as you ascend. And so that keeps the, you know, the bucket of players pretty big because it's it's everybody within that level range but now everybody within that level range is going to have what six expansions to choose from or something potentially mm. and so the unpopular expansions are going to have pretty long queues if they don't just smash them all together yeah whereas what'd be nice is if they even get rid of the having to choose your your bucket but just be like the raid finder be like hey i want to run all these these raids like hey i want to run all the these buckets of, of expansions because then that would help get it there having 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 a drop down of eight sets of dungeons between 10 to 50 is in, immeasurable yeah like it'd be so much easier one. for it to yeah just just stick it all in one one queue and if they want to break it down so that only certain dungeons are available for a certain level bracket i'd be all right with that too since everything still scales just scale it all the way up to 50 that way, uh, hell, I I would absolutely be happy at level forty to fifty 
to get dead mines. Yeah, I would have no problems with with going and thusly because I'd be able to do that. I can still play with lower lower level people that are still leveling, and you know it's it's a. I think that's not a bad situation to have. No, I don't think there's any downside there. I mean, you have a lot more variety in the pool, right? As you level up and in, in, in the dungeon queue, like you're not going to get that one dungeon you can't stand over and over again because you leveled into a certain range where it's just more likely or whatever. So I think, you know, we we're talking about reward structures earlier. As long as the reward feels commensurate for what you're doing with your tune at the time, I think having access to more dungeons as you level up is awesome because it just adds more variety. You know, I could see them doing maybe like, well, every two or three levels, you get access to a new dungeon from each expansion. And, th and then as you level up, like those dungeons go from orange to yellow to green in terms of the questing before they finally gray out and you don't queue into those anymore. And then you're unlocking a, a handful of new dungeons from each expansion every, every so many levels that could work too. It, it would create sort of the, um, you know, the, the, the current mid fifties problem where you don't want to queue in any of those dungeons that you get stuck with True. in the mid fifties. With but... a lot of those problems. Yeah. yeah but, but I mean, it... we think how Shadowlands dungeons are going to be as well. Like I imagine it's going to be the same thing that we've had for the last couple of expansions since like warlords, where you don't get the quest until you finish questing in a given zone to go and do that dungeon. And then there'll be dungeons that will unlock at max cap and everything else. So who knows? Um, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, from what we know so far about Shadowlands, Jason, is there anything that you're looking forward to specifically to like dig into if you get into the alpha? Oh man, that's a tough question. I got to admit that my my Shadowlands hype is pretty low overall. Like I, I think I'm less excited for this than any Warcraft expansion in the history of WoW. Um, not necessarily because I don't think it's going to be good or because I don't want new stuff to do, but we just haven't heard enough, you know? I don't know what to get excited about. We, we kind of talked Torghast to death, I feel like, um, this evening, based on like <laughs> what we know about it currently. Yeah. And like I think well, Torghast is the big, like, that's the, the bullet point feature that I really want to check out. Um, you know, the stuff they talked about at, at BlizzCon sounds cool, but, I, I mean, to me, I guess, what it's shaping up to be like is, our is Covenant's going to deliver? Our Covenant's going to be the thing to keep you logging in every day and, and that feel even if they don't feel super fun, do they feel rewarding? Do they keep you invested in your character? And that that's the question for me. So I would say, I mean, Torghast, I think is, is the headline feature that I really want to check out the most. And um, I think generally the expansion is going to hinge on how fun is it to interact with your covenant and power up your soul bind and do all the stuff that you're supposed to be doing in that hub. Yeah. If that's cool, I think Shadowlands will be a great expansion. And if it's if it feels like more trouble than it's worth, then it's going to be a long couple of years. I don't want the daily and the weekly grind to be so massive. Like we know that there's going to be a cap on anima of like a thousand or something, whatever it's going to be. But I don't want that bar to feel like everything I do in the Shadowlands world feels like if I'm not doing a, an event in uh, a current like. 8.3 assault where it's like one percent per thing you know it needs to be i've put my time in you know it hasn't taken eight hours to finish over the course of a week i want i put my time in it's done you know i can focus on everything else that the game has to offer like as long as the game rewards me for the time i put into it peel back a lot of those rng layers allow me to do the stuff in a sitting and be done and so i can move on and do something else in the game the, if blizzard want people to play the game 
it has to be freeing enough for us to play the game how we want to do it so if a player wants to sit there and do one character they've got enough to do on one character if a perv if frasney wants to play a billion no molts then he's got <laughs> the ability to turn around and level all of his no molts and not be punished for it you know while still doing anything he wants to do in the end game like i just don't want to be punished for playing the game and that's what with the busy work with artifact systems in legion and the azerite system in bfa it feels like it's punishing you by not playing the game well that's the tricky that's the tricky balance right is how do you how do you make the game engaging and compelling for you know a a single character player versus a player with a big alt stable and those players have very different needs and i think the average <laughs> customer is really in the the former category and they really just have one character that they really invest in. So, um, you know, Legion was my favorite era of the game ever going back to day one. And I'm a little bit less sour on BFA than a lot of people because I am the dedicated main player. Like I have the character I like to invest all the time in. I want to get every single possible thing done on that character that I can. And everything else is just kind of, you know, whatever. If, if I, if I feel like messing around on an alt or, or something, I'll do it but I don't care about having them at some kind of parity in terms of power or progression. Um, you know, there is this pendulum that kind of swings back and forth between, okay, grind as much as you want, but you have a weekly cap versus, well, you have all these daily activities to do, but there's catch up mechanics. So you're not punished too badly if you miss them or if you log in once every three days to, to clean up the map. Um, you know, we, we've swung all the way that way now. And, uh, I mean, I remember the days of the weekly badge caps and all that, and you'd want to log in early in the week and just grind stuff out. So you could, you could cap your badges. Um, I don't know if that kind of particular thing works in, in this day and age. Um, maybe it does, but I think I also wouldn't want to see that return one-to-one -one either. I, I think there could be opportunities to reward players for taking a deep dive. Right. And it's like, you want to just invest. I have the time today and I want to invest time in this character and I want to meet my goals for this period of time, you know, this reset week, uh, for example. Yeah, th that would be awesome. Uh, I, I think, you know, having more opportunities like that where you could just really dig deep on a character, uh, accomplish those goals and then feel like you can, you know, use your time differently for the rest of the reset week. Uh, I think that's awesome. Um, I, I do have concerns like when they come out on stage and they say, well, we want to make this expansion more alt friendly. I hear there's not going to be a lot to do. That's just what I hear in my brain. Yeah, I can get that. So, I, I, I do. I do hear that. Um, I just want more info, man. You know, we're five months post BlizzCon. Give me a blog post. I, yeah. I know we got alpha any day now, probably. I mean, you know, we might get alpha this week. Um, maybe get alpha tomorrow. Yeah. Based uh, on, on the day that we're recording this on Sunday, we could have it as oh, early as Monday. Oh. Sorry, April Fools. Oh, yeah, you're, you're only about five days out. Oh, Philly. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Wowhead had dropped that info on April Fool's Day? And Alpha's live. What? The world would go insane. They should have. Um, they should have pushed that for real. Like just, just because yeah. that would have been hilarious if they did that. Um, yeah, because I mean, I mean, Apple Inc. was was founded on April Fool's Day, and I know like Cloudflare, who like the one point one point one point one and one point. 2.2.1 they are no 1.0 0.0.1 i get all techie i get i get what you're saying 
there has to they have to find when, when a when when they're uh, my words are in the bin I've taken them out of my mouth out of my brain and I've thrown them in the bin when their core dynamic for tracking a player is how much time they spend in game there needs to be a balance between hey we've got them playing all their alts oh they're only in their garrison doing garrison missions to oh we've got one person doing everything in the world they're on all the time there has to be a nice balance that they need to find between there. And again, goes back to what we said at the beginning. You're not going to please everyone with the choices that you make, but you have to, you have to please enough of your player player base that they're going to keep playing. And yes, there's going to be a spike of interest when a new expansion launches and everybody goes into the floodgates, does the content disappears and comes back on a patch by patch basis. But those people that have probably still here are probably those people that, I'm still playing since um, Classic WoW, you know, and they're, they're still here because they've got player investment. They like what they're not that worried that the story's going. But like me, they play the game because it's $9.99 a month for the pro and I get to still play a game as much as I want rather than dumping £60, $60 dues, $60 pounds, 60 moon bucks on a new game every week or every month and be done in you know 12 15 hours you know i've made a lot of friends in this game and that's and a lot of them are still playing i've met a load of new people in this game especially through the cast and i talked to them you know yeah i mean the, I I, the core loop of the game is still strong you know people get you know some people are kind of um they're just kind of rubbernecking right there, there's a lot of people who wow is like the worst x they've ever had oh, yeah. and all they want to do is just dump on it when it's when it's convenient to do so um, I think, you know, there's, there's a, a, a broad section of players who just want to check out what's new and then, and then they'll circle back when there's new stuff. And, uh, you know, beyond that, I think there's a really, I think there is a, a still a really strong loop for the dedicated player. And, um, I mean, it's going to have ups and downs and uh, a BFA certainly have more downs and ups. I think it's finishing on, on a strong note. Um, but you know, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't, I, I think anything coming on the heels of Legion was going to be a bit of a letdown. Legion was a tough act to follow. Um, and, and BFA sort of fell into some of the worst pitfalls of Legion without, you know, addressing some of the opportunities for improvement. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, people get, people get vocal about this stuff because they're passionate about it. They, they love the game and they want it to be the thing that they want it to be. The problem is what I want it to be is different than what anybody else wants it to be. Right. And it's, it can be hard to step outside your, um, your sort of play style or your perception and say, well, this really works well for me, but I understand why people don't like it. That's a, that's a tough step to take. I mean, I think if you do this kind of stuff and you, and you, you talk to people from different kind of walks of wild life, you sort of broaden your horizons. You go, yeah, well, some people just log in and fish and collect transmog and they love it, yeah. you know? And that's, that's what they paid to play the game for right. because it's a chill experience for them. And there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with that. And, no. and you know, I, I don't envy Blizzard's position of having to serve this many different kinds of play styles. And it's inevitable that they're going to have missteps and that some choices are going to be more popular than others. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like we're in, we're just in such a weird spot right now uh, at the end of BFA. BFA has been, it's been a tough, it's been a tough couple of years to cover this game and to play it on a regular basis and just have to deal with the onslaught of negativity. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've certainly had, you know, uh, I, I've had my complaints, but overall I've enjoyed my time in the game, but you know, yeah, some people just, they, they see somebody else having a good time and they want to ruin it. Right? <laughs> 
So I that... feel like I feel like myself more than most. I've enjoyed eight point taking taking away everything that we've had in terms of buffs in the last three four weeks. I think since eight point three has launched, I've enjoyed this expansion more. I've always enjoyed the raiding. I've always enjoyed doing the dungeon running on the first time. I've enjoyed Mythic Plus a lot more this patch. You know, I've enjoyed Horrific Visions to the point that I did all my five masks and I was, I was first in the guild to get uh, the Mad World stuff, but not like first on the server by far or not like not first in the raid group. But, you know, stuff like that where I can push, I enjoy it. I've enjoyed 8.3. Yeah, there's been problems, but I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. Not to the level that I enjoyed other stuff, but there's been specific memories behind other expansions that make it more favourable. And as I'm sure that's the same for everybody else. That's why everybody has a favourite expansion for one reason or another, as we've discussed on the cast many, many times. Yeah, it's and just... I've certainly had, like... I mean, I've been in the throes of, like, the final patch of an expansion just, like, counting the days, man. Like, when are we going to get something? I, I don't yeah. feel that way right now. And I feel like I have plenty of stuff I want to do. And I, I feel comfortable with the timeline that we're on. And that was not the case in 2013 and, you know, 2015. There were some dark times in, in the middle of last decade for this game when we we're stuck in the last patch for over a year. And they're just, you know, the, the, the loop just wasn't quite there. I, I think... You know, yes, BFA certainly has its warts, but I think we're set up better to survive this drought into Shadowlands than in previous years. I think that's because if they keep dropping stuff like the XP buff and they do various other things, like if they just decide to elongate this with the world's goings on and everything else, they elongate the buff. No one's going to complain. No. They'll thank Blizzard for it. If they decide to drop... I, even if they decide to elongate it and add in a 50% rep buff across the board, nobody's going to complain. Like, if anything, it's going to encourage people to go and do the stuff that they want to do. People want to get their allied races before the expansion's done, you know? Yeah. So the, I mean, amount of, the, the amount of stuff I see on Reddit of how do I go get Pathfinder from this expansion? It's such a pain. It's such a chore. How I want to get my allied races before this expansion, but I don't want to grind for a month to get Volpira. You know, pe people people want to play the game, but they don't want to feel punished for it. Hell, I'd I'd say even if Blizzard turn around or next reset and put in the rep buff to the world quest that they did for the end of Legion, like when uh, BF8 came out, no one's going to complain. It won't be as strong as they want, but it'll be a nice rep buff based on the difficulty of the world quest. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm I'm firmly in camp, and I've been I've been pounding this drum on TSE the last couple of weeks. Just leave this just come out in front of this and just leave the buff on until 9.0 just leave it this is the last time leveling's ever going to be like this we're saying goodbye to the old leveling system let's go out with a bang give people a chance to like you said work on our allied races do whatever they want because it's i mean you know the world's crazy outside wow is a nice refuge from that and having more options in wow always feels good so now you have the option to play whatever character you want and do whatever you want with it it's great, and I don't. I mean, I can't imagine anybody trying to gatekeep that and saying, "Well, I leveled up when I, it took way more time." So, oh, uh, you know, there will be though, don't you? You know, I happen. mean, I can't. I, I mean, there. I'm sure there's somebody who has an opinion, but I can't imagine how unpopular that must be. You know, to express something like that. Like this is this is great for everybody. It's good for new players. It's good for the curious. You know, it's good for returning players. It's good for invested players. And it's just super fun to play a character and run around and level up, and you just watch that bar fill up, man. Just you know, you get like a couple levels an hour sometimes like. i know i like 
the the ding sound effect is still so good. Like on, on my Discord, whenever someone gets a new level through our, our Discord bot, I have the the a YouTube video of the ding sound because that ding sound there's just something ma magical to it. It's true. Although anyone that's not like, can you imagine if they keep on the hundred percent buff all the way through nine point all, all, all the all the wow page on Twitch is going to be it's either going to be Shadowlands Alpha, Shadowlands Alpha when leveling my alt, yes, just leveling my alt streams. That's all it's going to be. Maybe the odd raid here or there. Anyway, that has been it for this episode of Stories Around Azeroth. Jason, where can they find you around the internet if they want to go looking for you? So uh, first of all, thank you guys for inviting me. Uh, pleasure to sit down with you today and talk some WoW. So thank you for having me on. Uh, if if your listeners want to check out other stuff that I'm doing, you can find me on Twitter over at Shieldwald. You can also find me on twitch.tv slash Shieldwald, streaming raids and dungeons and leveling and who knows what else. I want to plug a couple of shows that I'm working on. Um, the Starting Zone being the primary show, the WoW show, which would be relevant to your listeners' interests. You can find that at The Starting Zone on Twitter. You can find it at thestartingzone.com. You can find the feed on your podcatcher of choice. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and Google and all those other places. New episodes every Tuesday night. And just talking whatever's new and notable. And also, I want to plug a show I've been working on called Reforged Radio, with uh, Kyle Ferguson. You can find that over on his website at kyleferguson.com, two S's in Ferguson, or on your podcatcher of choice. Reforged Radio is all about Warcraft 3, and we're talking about gameplay mechanics, we're talking about lore and story, and we're talking about all kinds of stuff. We just wrapped up season one of that show, and you can find the season one finale up on the feed now. And we'll be back at it in a few weeks with some more stuff. Um, that show is going to take a bit of a broader tack around the Warcraft universe as we go. So uh, it's been really fun, and um, I hope people dig it. Nice. I haven't even turned on Reforged yet. It's still sitting on my Blizzard launch. I haven't even had a chance to get around I, to it. I need to play more of that because I, I, I want I want to tell the, all the characters and all the story because I enjoyed my my playthrough that Wednesday when it came out. I need to. Yeah, I want to play it just so I can go and kick Michael's ass at it. Good because it. Michael kept kept kicking my butt. Yeah. Frasley, where can they find you around the internet if they're going to be looking for you? On uh, Twitter at Frasleytastic. You can find my podcast Frasleycast when so when I'm not here. I'm I'm over on Frazzlecast talking with different people around around Azeroth and just kind of seeing who they are, what they like, and then when I'm not doing that, I'm I'm streaming about once a day at gnome.live and you can see me playing right now while other games except for Fridays and Saturdays. I'm I've been stuck to to WoW leveling. So I mean have we all <laughs> other other games? I'm not familiar with the term. Yeah. Warcraft 3 Reforged technically is another game. <laughs> I played I played Warcraft 3 like 18 years ago, so that's fine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can find me at Titans Creed on the main account at Gaming Phoenix. If you just want videos and uploads and Twitch streams and all that good thing, if you want to look at my face. If you don't, this podcast will be available every Wednesday in the normal places. Otherwise, you can catch the vidcast on youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. And if you do want to look at my face, I'll be around on twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions whenever i decide to turn the stream on so you can look at my face ladies and gentlemen uh a big thank you once again to jason from the starting zone uh you can as i said you can find him on shield world his name has been above his head through the entire show amazing that technology is a thing um until next time ladies and gentlemen it has been an absolute honor and privilege thank you very much for coming on the show again until the next time ladies and gentlemen as mr frasley likes to say be awesome <laughs>